because they did not believe the word. He's already started the message and we didn't discuss this. That's what God told me to speak to you about this morning. It is our attitude and our response to the word of God. Particularly, a lot of people hear the word of God, but they don't pay attention. And some other people pay attention and all they do is discuss the word. They don't take in the word. And so many people, after discussing the word, decide on their own opinion about the word. The word has nothing to do with your opinion. The word is the word of God. It is better you change your opinion to line up the word of God so that the word of God can profit us. As we remain standing as a preamble to the message today, because the end of the year is coming and God says, talk to them quickly before the year ends. The word of God in Psalm 138, I don't need multimedia, it's just a preamble, says, For thou hast magnified the word above all thy name. Speaking about Jehovah, thou hast magnified, magnified thy word above all your name. It is left for children of God to also magnify the word of God. Job said, I have treasured your word more than my necessary food. The NIV says, more than my daily bread. When the word of God comes, it's not to be debated. It's not a subject for discussion. It is to treasure it and to hide it in our hearts. The message translation of that Job 23 and verse 12 says, I have obeyed every word God has spoken. And not just obeyed his advice, I treasured it. And look at what happened to Job at the end of his life. And I thank Pastor Kola for saying that, um, no, my wife's for saying that sometimes like waiting for 10 years for the word of God to come to pass, it may be difficult, but you need to hold on to the word of God. Job says, I have treasured your word. I have obeyed your word. Someone like his wife, who was discussing the word of God and felt her opinion was important, went to the same job and said, curse God and die. Because we have discussed this in the, in, the, in the market with the women and we think your situation is too bad. No, 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 no. Your opinion does not count when God speaks. And Job replied, I said, you speak as one of the foolish women. The psalmist says, once has God spoken. If you're a wise person, twice have I heard. The power to speak a thing and bring it to pass belongs only to Jehovah. So when we come to church, we should listen out to hear what God is saying. Both as a matter of the Bible and Rema. It was Rema when I said it's a season of good news. And you can see the result. And not everybody that has a testimony has spoken up here. Trust me. Some of them are not even in church. A lot of our people travel and that's good. And so this morning, I bring you the word of the Lord and I want my slide that I entitled, End of Discussion. End of Discussion. Can you read with me? God said it. I believe it. That settles it. End of Discussion. Go to three, four people. Give them a high five and tell them, end of discussion end of this end of discussion god speaks and i move end of discussion
Hallelujah. Tell somebody it's good news, end of discussion. For me and my household, it's good news, end of discussion. Whether they're laying up people or not, for me, it is going to be good news. Glory be to God. You heard the testimony of NBC. That's Coca-Cola, one of the biggest companies in Nigeria. A decision was made to lay off a certain percentage of people and it was going to happen. And this lady whose role they have even marked for destruction did not enter the list of those that were laid off. She entered the list of those that were promoted. In fact, I don't know if anybody else was promoted. Grace Assembly. Another person in the same company, his name did not enter that list. They recalled him to Lagos. As a matter of fact, when you said you are moving your family, you know I was being nice. The word of the Lord to me is, you know, you won't have to. But I didn't want to offend you. Some of you should allow me to speak. I didn't want to offend you. I want to say leave them. One month after, you're back to Lagos. Maybe you want to know what God is telling me. See me after. Is somebody glad to be in church this morning? Let us bless the name of the Lord. The Lord is good. His mercies, they endure forevermore. End of discussion. When God says it, believe it, settle it. Don't let anybody touch it. End of discussion. Glory be to God. My text this morning is Ecclesiastes 12. Verses 12 to 13, I read from the Living Bible. It said, but my son and my daughter, be warned. There are not many times the whole Bible when you say be warned. My son, my daughter, be warned. There is no end of opinions ready to be expressed when God speaks. People are always talking. Studying those opinions can go on forever and become very exhausting. Here is my final conclusion. Fear God and obey his commandments for this is the entire duty of man. Give me the amplified version of verse 13. It will help you. No discussion. Talon sorrow to no new opinion. God is not a man that he should lie. Come on now. He's not a son of man that he should repent. If he said it, have you not heard the testimonies today? If he promised it, he will make it good. Glory to God. The Amplified Version in verse 13 says, All has been heard. All the opinions, all the discussion have been heard. The end of the matter is this. Fear God, revere and worship him, knowing that he is, hallelujah, he is, no explanation, he is, and keep his commandments, for this is a whole of man, the full original purpose of his creation, the object of God's providence, the root of character, the foundation of all happiness. The adjustment to all inharmonious circumstances and conditions under the sun and the whole duty for every man. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to look into the word of God today. Even so, Lord, open our understanding that it is not in the place of man 
to deliberate over what God said. It is such inordinate arrogance and extremes of sacrilege for a man whose breath, whose life is like a puff of smoke to stand against what Jehovah has said. Father, even so on behalf of the church, I say we change our minds to tremble at your word, to treasure your word, to speak your word, to pray your word, to declare your word, and to profit from your word from today. And so shall it be in Jesus' mighty name. As you sit down, tell your neighbor, it's good news, end of discussion. Hallelujah. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. End of discussion. When you leave church today and somebody wants to accost you and make you want to drop the word of God, just zero the person. You have my permission to say, try next time. No network. End of discussion, QED. I'm going to prove it to you that the word of God is immutable, it's invincible, it cannot be broken. In Acts chapter 17, I'm going to read something to you from the Living Bible. Acts 17 and verse 21. Let me give a preamble to this story. When Paul went to the Greek islands, he ended up in Athens. And Athens was a very educated society. They were very prosperous. And they are obviously very philosophical. And so when he got there, they were excited at the message. And they said, we like this message. But you see, we're intellectuals here. And so we want to invite you to the Aropagos, which is the town hall for philosophical discussions. They said, we don't, we don't swallow things. Just come to our Aeropagos. That's where philosophies are discussed. That is where they got it wrong. You don't invite the word of God to be discussed. You go to hear the word of God. So that's the preamble. So he went there. And in verse 21, the living Bible. The Bible says, I should explain that all the Athenians, as well as the foreigners in Athens with them, they seem to spend all their time discussing the latest new ideas. So when the word of God visited Athens, it wasn't going to prosper. Because they took it to the hall of philosophical discussions. And there are many Athenians in today's world. There may be some in grace assembly. So when the word of God is being spoken, you are negotiating it. You are, you, are, you are saying, do I agree or I don't agree? And all kinds of things. You're forming opinions and having discussions. Wrong. They seem to spend all their time discussing ideas. And so the word of God didn't prosper there. And I'm going to show it to you. I said to you, the Aeropagos was a hall of philosophical discussions. And the, the trouble today is that the, the social media has convinced people that everything ought to be discussed. It has convinced people that everybody should have a voice. And so you hear people 
insulting people on social media that they have no business speaking to. As a matter of fact, if they saw the person in front of them, they can't talk. And so you bring that nonsense to church and say, imagine what the pastor is saying. You send it to your friend. You say, which pastor is that? Which is that? Now, wow, this is what they're saying here. And so on. You know, you know, can I tell you something? The word of God precedes the social media and the word of God will continue to exist after social media. I use social media. Social media is good to some degree. But never let it become the source of sacrilege. And so their own social media was the Aropagos. That's where they do the discussion. And everybody has an opinion. And at the end of the day, since they can't agree, they all go home. But because they were rich and they lived in big houses, they thought everything was fine. But you go and read the story of the Athens. It became a shadow of what it used to be. The gospel moved somewhere else. May good news not move somewhere else from our lives in Jesus' name. The question that comes to mind then is some people will look at me and say, but I thought you were a lawyer. Yes, I am. As a matter of fact, I have several degrees in law. So would you say, uh, a lawyer of 36 years standing, that people should not be entitled to their own opinion? I, I, I think you are. I know that you are entitled to your own opinion. You are entitled to your own opinion, but... You are entitled to your opinion concerning the word of God until you find out what God said about the matter in question. So if I have an opinion about something, when I, I am entitled to hold on to that opinion until I find out what God said about it. Because what God said is superior to opinion. Is that right? Huh. So, I am entitled to my own opinion. You are entitled to your opinion. When we're looking into the word of God, we're looking to find out what does God say? What is God saying? What is God declaring? Listen, the, 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 the geologist or the uh, people that study climate may say that it is going to be rainy. If God says no, it's going to be sunshine. That opinion, you must put it under what God said. I have no apologies at all what I'm saying. Are you there? I have declared a season of good news. If you like, take bad news and keep it. But on this altar, there will never be a time where there will be no testimonies that the word of God is proven. I remember you went through a season, Minister James. The house you are building, it collapsed. And you collapsed too, rightly so, because you had labored so much. But you came to me as a father, and I held you. I said, I'm so broken. But can I tell you something? It's not going to end like this. When I saw the picture of the finished house, I said something to you. I, no, before I saw the picture, I said, can you not confirm now that if you had built what you wanted to build, it will never show the glory of God like what you have now. And honestly... So when he showed me the picture, I said, I hadn't seen the picture. Because God was not telling me it was bad news. God was telling me, just be still. And I told you, I said, God is going to so bless you that you will not even remember what money you seem to have lost. And what the enemy meant for you was for people to die in the house and you'll be held for manslaughter. But thank God that did not happen. And then today, 
I'm so glad. Today, I'm so glad. You are entitled to your opinion until you find out what God said about the matter in question. And after that, it is end of discussion. The same story, and now multimedia come to me with me, put verses 32 and 33 together on the screen. 32 and 33 of the same Acts 17, the Living Bible. So we want, I want to show you what happens to people that take the word of God to the Aropagos. The people that discuss the word of God. The people that think it's about their opinion. I'm going to show you what happens. Verses 2 to when they heard Paul speak of the resurrection of a person who had been dead, some laughed. In their opinion, it is funny. Another said, we want to hear more about this later. Some thought that the word of God hangs around for when they're ready and how long they want to talk about it. No, no, the word of God is in season. May we not miss our season in Jesus' name. We want to hear more about this later. Listen to the last verse. That ended Paul's discussion with them. At that point, it is over. When the word knocks on your door, Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man gets sense, if any man in papa like him, in mama like him, when he hears that knock, let him open the door so that I come in with and I will sup with him. Don't come to church holding on to your opinions. I came here too and I heard the testimonies just like you. But the testimonies belong to people that held on to the to the word. I, I, I don't mean to Lady T please you know you're my sister of many years and you're married to my brother and I'm married to your sister. You are my, my wife you are from the same town so I married your sister. Your brother, your husband is my brother too. You, you, you know that we date one kind for how many years now? 20 something years. One day I brought the word to you we're in a prayer meeting. I said, see me after the prayer meeting. I said, enter my car. I locked the door. I started the car. I said, protocol, everybody move away. As soon as I open my mouth, you start crying. I said, whatever you want to do, don't do it. Is it true or not? I said, God is going to visit you. What was a pain is going to become a testimony. Today, that testimony is six feet tall, good looking, doing well in Canada. Is it true or not? Is it accurate or not? You wonder that day, who told me? You wonder how did I know? I said nobody told me. But if you just wait, this is your season. Look at our story today. Imagine when the Lord was knocking if you did not open up. Who knows what will have happened? Help me celebrate her. One of the greatest blessings that can happen to somebody is when God speaks to you. Not speak around you, speaks to you. And somehow God has so wired all of us, you always know when God, that word is for you. Just take it. End of discussion. Even when we go to house fellowship, 
We discuss the word. We're only discussing the word to enlarge the word. We're not discussing the word to form opinions. When God speaks, he backs his word. He says, my name, my word, I've exalted above his name. So whether you call him Jehovah Ebenezer, you call him Jehovah Sabbath. No, no, his word is higher. In the beginning was the word. And the word was the God. And the word was God. And there's nothing made that was made that was not made by the word. And it is the same word that you're hearing this morning. The world that we see were fashioned by the word of God. He spoke and everything was formed. Today, as you hear the word, your miracle will be formed in Jesus' name. You see, Bible says that ended Paul's discussion with them. I permit you when somebody is arguing too much about the word of God, end the discussion. Be polite, but you carry the word with you. Don't let them fragment the word for you. Praise God. Discussions lead to the opinions. But when human opinions are inordinately elevated above the word of God, that becomes sacrilegious arrogance. I'll say that again. Discussions are okay, but they lead us to form opinions. But when human opinions refuse, you refuse to subject our opinions to the word of God that's immutable, scripture cannot be broken. They are when, 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 when human beings do that, they, they inordinately elevate the uh, <laughs> discussions lead to opinions. I'm sorry. But when human opinions are inordinately elevated above the word of God, that becomes sacrilegious arrogance. Let me tell you something. God resists the proud. If you don't know anything about God, God resists the proud. And how do you know the proud? God speaks and you say, I have an opinion. And God says it again. You still say, I have an opinion. God says it the third time. You say, I have an opinion. God says, that's it. Shut the door. Sacrilegious arrogance is what you practice when you say you have an opinion after God has spoken to you. Sacrilegious uh, arrogance is what you have when God corrects you and say, oh, if you do this, I'll bless you. And you say, no, I won't do that. You shut the door. May the door of good news not be shut upon us in Jesus' name. By our insistence to stick to our personal opinions, we attempt to create our own version of God. When we say, this is how I want you to be, and God is saying, this is how it's going to be, that insistence to stick sticking to our personal opinions is an attempt to create our own version of God or even attempt to recreate the everlasting God. And it's not going to work. If you create a God by yourself, you will carry the God with your own hand because the God will not be able to move. But the everlasting God doesn't need anybody. He's God all by himself. I remember that when God, the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon talking about destiny and says, you great hero. And he said, who would be hero? This and that. That's the word of God. Gideon, shut up. That's the word of God. He said, where are the miracles? Where are the wonders? Why are the millionaires of others? Why have you not done something? But thank God, after the discussion, there was an end of discussion. You know what I said? I said, I said if you say so, I will agree. But how do I go about it? The angel said, go and break the altar that your father built. That ugly altar to a strange God. Go and break it. When he broke it, 
The people came and wanted to kill him the next morning that you broke the altar of our worship. You know what Gideon's father did? Gideon's father too was the one that built the altar. He was the priest of that altar. But when his son broke it, he must have asked him, Oh God, are you crazy? Why did you break the altar? I said, an angel of the Lord appeared to me. You know what happened? Gideon's father changed his mind instantly. How do I know? When they came to arrest his son to lynch him to death, he stood in front of them. He said, you want to arrest my son to kill him. Then it is true he broke the altar. He did it at night because he wasn't bold enough to do it in the morning. Because the angel of the Lord told him to do so. By the way, if your God that you are worshipping the altar needs you to come and defend him, then he cannot be a true God. He said, let that God, why don't he come and defend himself? The man who built it ended the discussion. When God moves in your house, end the discussion. And so the house of Gideon became a celebrated house. He says, of all the tribes of Israel, my, my tribe is the smallest. My father's house is the smallest in the tribe and I'm the least in my father's house. So the least, least, least became the most celebrated. Why? Because there was an end of discussion. I pray in the name of Jesus that as you end that discussion, God will come through for you the way he did for Gideon in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord is to be believed and to be obeyed. The word of the Lord is not a social media banter. It's not a clubhouse discussion. It's not a subject for gossip. The word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. The God, the Lord God that we serve, we serve stands by his word and scripture cannot be broken. The word personified is Jesus Christ. The word spoken is the word of God. They are the same. The same way Jesus cannot be defeated, the word of God cannot be defeated. When we come to church, let's not forget. I'm not coming here to tell you a story. I'm not an entertainer. Neither am I a clown. I'm a man of God. I will speak the word. God will perform his word. I will go to my house. I will get blessed and I'll come back and hear your testimony to the glory of God. In Jesus mighty name. I want to close with one scripture reading. Ecclesiastes 12, 11 to 13. I read from the message Bible. Eleven to thirteen. It says the words of the wise prod us to live well. May we live well in Jesus' name. They are like nails hammered home, holding life together. May our life hold together. They are given by God, the one shepherd. The words of the wise prod us, prompt us to live well. They are like nails hammered home that holds life together. They are given by God, the one shepherd. Verse 12. But regarding anything beyond this, dear friend, go easy. If you refuse to accept what I'm saying, tell your neighbor, go easy. <laughs> uh, there's no end to the publishing of books or opinions. And constant study wears you out. So you are no good for anything else. The last and final word is this. Fear God and do what he tells you. And this is the word of the Lord. To you saints of God in grace assembly. 
And I, that word will profit you. That word will open the door to your good news. That word will take you from the place of defeat to the place of victory. That word will make sure your good news will cancel out every bad news, previous bad news in the name of Jesus. That word will cause you to become a delight in the sight of the Lord. The Bible said, it said, delight yourself also in the Lord and so he will grant you the desires of your heart. You see, your relationship with the Lord is calibrated by your response to his word. I'm telling you the truth. God loves everybody, but everybody's response to his word is what calibrates the closeness of God to the person. If your, if your response to the word of God is very shabby and very nonchalant, God will be far from you. God's God treasures his word. The prophet said, I took the word of the Lord and I ate it. It was like honey in my mouth. Job said, I have performed all the word God said and I treasure his word. In all our discussing, let's only discuss the word of God to get understanding. The moment you get understanding what God is saying, end of discussion. If you don't understand it, you can discuss it. We investigate the word of God to get clarity. Once you get clarity, whether you feel like it or not, just do it. And you will see God come through for you. My desire is to see the fulfillment of God's will. Which is to bless you. To give you a future and hope. To bring you to an expected end. That's my desire for you. But the way, the road to that place is through the word of God. I want you to stand to your feet this morning. Why don't you lift your hand to the Lord and begin to thank him for the word and tell him Lord I feel so blessed that you spoke your word to me your word will I hide in my heart that I will not sin against you the Bible says there are many opinions in a man's heart but it's only the counsel of the Lord that shall stand why don't you pray to the Lord and say Lord from today I will submit my personal opinion to the standard of what God says. It is what God says that will stand when everything else is gone. Speak to him and say, I will treasure your word above my daily needs. I will hide your word in my heart. Your statutes will gladden my heart. And if there be anybody here this morning who perhaps are looking for the truth, you have heard the truth today. And if it resonates in your heart and you want to give your life to Christ, I want to invite you to come and meet with me at the altar. I'd like to hold your hand and pray with you because you have, this, you have discovered the source of life, the word of God. If there be any such person you have my permission to come to the altar. I want to pray with you. Whilst the rest of us just love the Lord this morning. Because the word of God is a love note to us. The word of God is not to break us. It's to navigate our way. The word will be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. The Lord will have creative values in our lives to recreate our lives and to shape our lives for better. 
Wave your hands to the Lord this morning. Father, we thank you for your word will illuminate every darkness. Your Bible says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness appears. As you shine the brightness of your light, of your word into my life, every darkness, every enemy will be consumed in the power of your light. Thank you because you, your word is about a plan for my life to make my destiny beautiful. May your word guide us. The Bible says you guide me with your counsel leading to a glorious destiny. May your word continue to guide our feet away from troubles and pain into the goodness of God in the land of the living. May the word of God come to pass in our lives and people say truly you must be a child of God. Thank you father for the eternal word of God. We declare ourselves blessed because of your word over our lives. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed. If you are glad for the word of God, can you clap your hands today? No controversy. We're children of the word of God. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah.